general nerdery. I know we watched three trailers for three things that I enjoy, but my brain is just going doon, 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 doon. Pretty much since we watched that trailer for the first time on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> doon. It's a rad trailer. It looks really great. I haven't even seen any of the other ones, and I that may I want to I want to see them. Ah. Real quick, though, welcome to, I don't know, GNT, General Nerdery Trailers, Gin and Tonics, I don't uh, <laughs> Someday we will name this, probably on the last episode. Until then, this is your pot trailer podcast about liking things. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. That's Steven. You already heard him. He's here. The Hi, trailer Steven. review. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, let's actually save Dune for last, though, because... Yeah, sounds good to me. How about Metalocalypse first? So, for... Both this one and the next one with Futurama. I love both of these shows. I have not seen the last several seasons. So I actually, I was in the middle of catching up on Metalocalypse because I never watched the last season. And then they took it off of Max. So I still haven't watched the last season. I know I've seen season up through season two several times. I've seen season one so many goddamn times. Holy shit, so many times. (laughs) I think I've seen... Steven, Metalocalypse? Never actually seen Metalocalypse. Oh, you know so that trailer premise? had to be interesting for you I'm then. familiar with it in that, like, I generally was it was airing while I was watching other Adult Swim mm. stuff, so I've seen, like, promotions for it, but, like, wasn't, wasn't, like, calling to me at any point, so I'd never really watched it yet. Don't think it's bad or anything, nothing against it, just, like, yeah. didn't get its hooks to me yet. I... Funny I don't trailer. even know how many seasons there have been. Seven or eight? I oh, can't Jesus remember. Christ. Yeah, I've I seen less than which. half of it. Yeah. Then. Metalocalypse is one of the few metal bands I genuinely enjoy, or Death Clock is, because Metalocalypse <laughs> is so fucking funny, and they like to put orchestral background in them. Yeah. Who's, like, the the writer of that show? Uh, Bren- Brendan or Brandon Smalls? This is why I'm familiar mm-hmm. with it. He does a bunch of other podcasts, and he's mm-hmm. very funny and cool and yes. interesting. Plus, and a talented musician. I was going to say, plus, the band Death Clock tours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets studio musicians to come in and fill in all the, <laughs> the other parts, so because he can't play all of them at once. But, um, so but still fucking round of shit. That's impressive. This is everything I would expect from a Metalocalypse movie? I don't once I never got to finish the show either, so I don't know if this is something that has come up before, but um the whale makes me happy. Yeah, I don't know why Nathan Explosion is talking to a whale. That one is beyond me. I have to imagine it's it's kind of a reference to Gojira's flying whales, but I just, you know, taught it it made me think of like in Avatar The Last Airbender where he talks to the lion turtle. Like, there's just kind of a thing of, like, fate is happening, and now this animal of great age and wisdom will talk to you and be like, will you save the world or not? Because, I mean, from the first goddamn episode, there's been implications that there is, like, darker things happening. Yes. I'm not surprised by any of this. I do love that they are maintaining that, the band is a bunch of dipshits that do not understand what's happening and don't overly care. Like, if they were suddenly action heroes, it wouldn't work. Right. But they all are dumbasses. 
I'm kind of surprised to see the band manager, like, involved in some kind of cult thing or whatever, even though he's my favorite character in this fucking series. I don't know why in the first season when he says the line, that's my bread and butter you're fucking with, is, like, the best delivered line in the history of Oh, my God, so good. It looks like Dr. Roxo's being reanimated. Oh, right, he's, yeah. He does cocaine. Okay, last I saw him, Dr. Roxo was no longer doing cocaine. So that's my knowledge of where we ended off. But he does cocaine. <laughs> also, I named... What is that sea lion clown thing from uh, uh, Pokemon Go? Uh, Hoplio? It, no, it's what uh, Sfeel evolves into. Oh. Just evolves into a big-ass walrus type. That's one. walrus, not sea lion. Yeah, walrain? Yeah, that's it. I've I've named anyone that I kept Dr. Roxo. Because <laughs> it does look like it does cocaine. Yeah. God, it mean, I mean, again, I have no idea what the fuck is happening in most of this because I'm so far behind. It made me want to watch Death Clock again. Or Metalocalypse. I always call, everyone calls it Death Clock, <laughs> even though it's called Metalocalypse. The fucking trailer calls, or not Death Clock, oh, uh, intro calls it Death Clock. And I have to imagine they still... Have Mark Hamill doing the voice for the leader of the tribunal. He didn't... Did he play the leader? I thought he played the guy that was always doing the, like... Uh, uh, here's... Like, giving the information out. Oh, no, I think... I think he's the leader that... I'd have to look that up again now, but... Either way, I assume they want to get Mark Hamill in because he is their biggest name <laughs> by far. Yeah. Um, Futurama? I've seen the original three seasons of Futurama more times than I can count. I didn't like the direct-to-DVD movies very much. They were okay. And I've seen only bits and pieces of the Comedy Central era. I think I've seen all of that. I Like, the original run, the direct-to-video movies... Mm-hmm. Which those those are like what Bender's game and like the Bender's yeah, big yeah. score and uh, I don't remember. There's like the, three of them though. Yeah, I don't the, remember the, the names. With the, a group thousand backs or, yeah, backs or something like that. Um, yeah, those I all watched, and then I think I watched all of the Comedy Central run. I think, and I I was that's why I was quiet while you were talking about Metal Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen it. So. I, I've ne- never seen it, so I was like, I'm just gonna figure out what I have seen of Futurama over here. Um, and as far as I could tell, I think I've seen everything that's out. I know I've seen it all for sure. Some of it I've definitely seen a lot more than others. But. Yeah, I've seen bits of the Comedy Central run. Remind me if I'm wrong. That one seemed like it was a little more. I don't know. Cerebral might not be the right term for it, but a little more like experimental with what they were doing than the original series was. Or maybe I've just seen like the three episodes that got weird with it. I I don't know if I've seen them enough times to have that much of an opinion on them. Same. I was literally just like, I don't want to say considering I feel like I've only seen because I've seen them, I know I've seen them all. I think I've seen them all twice, but twice is probably also the maximum... Other than that final episode, I believe I've seen that more and, like, cried There's really certain hard. episodes that I know I've seen <laughs> more than once just because of, like, having Comedy Central and it being in syndication at points. Um, but, like, I could, couldn't say for sure. I wouldn't even know, like, what would be a season one and what would be 
like later Comedy Central stuff. Uh, this just looks like more good Futurama, though. It looks very much like old school future. I mean, obviously updated to it's coming out in twenty twenty three instead of nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, very old school Futurama feel to it. I'm completely down. Like I was like, oh, it, it felt like having an old friend back. As I said, the the worst Futurama stuff, in my opinion, was the direct to DVD movies, and they were still fine. Yeah, I liked them still. They were. I, fine. I agree. They were just- I agree they were probably the worst. Yeah, it, it, the the pacing into a movie form made it struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, I have that. So, yeah, when your worst is fine, that's pretty good. I still have kind of mixed feelings about it coming back because, um, oh, God, voice offender. I fucking. Oh, uh, Johnny D. Johnny D held out for a long time trying to get better pay. And I don't think he ever got it, but he still agreed to Aww. play. But he said, yeah, and that kind of bummed me out. But I mean, I also love Johnny D. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I'm kind of watching it more for him than anything. I mean, like Phil and Lamar's Billy on West. it, like, and Billy West. No, I don't mean to Kate attack Seagal. any of the other actors and stuff. But like Matt Gronig is, I mean, incredibly important. But Gronig isn't really one of those creators where I'm like, I need to watch what you make. I usually try. It doesn't yeah. always stick. I saw the first season of Enchanted. I think it does. Dis- no, Dis- Disenchanted. I think I watched the first season and started the second, but, like, didn't finish it. I uh, meant to start the second season, never got around to it. I think I just haven't done the latest bit of it. I've watched most of it. It's Part, fine. Parts of it felt to me, for me, that it was trying too hard to be like, well, we're on Netflix, so we can say the swear words, so we're gonna say the swear words, and we're gonna be edgy. It, I don't, hmm, this isn't quite the right way to put it, but it Which, almost suffers from, like, Willow syndrome, of, like, Willow was supposed to be George Lucas's fantasy Star Wars, if you ignore the fact that Star Wars is already fantasy and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. And I, it, sh- as much as I fucking love Willow, it kind of struggles when you put it up against the lightning in the bottle that is fucking Star Wars A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And I say that as someone who fucking loves Willow. Right. So, like, so it's good, but, like, this felt like, oh, Matt Gronig is doing Futurama but fantasy. And it, it's not that, but, like, I don't know. That's, it made it hard for me to get excited for it when my brain went that way. I do find it interesting when, like, very... Very specific, like, creators who have, like, a very feel of it, like, a a time or, like, a rhythm to what they create, then create a different genre. Because, like, what comes to mind for me is, like, the Orville. Like, Mm. I really, I really enjoyed the Orville, despite it being, like, a Seth MacFarlane-ass Star Trek. That's another one I need to get back into, and literally it's the Orville fanbase that made me stop watching it. And there's plenty of, like, cool people who like the Orville, don't get me wrong. But the ones that are like, yeah, this is the only real Trek now. All other Trek sucks. I watch the Orville. And I'm like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> like, and that's I, yeah. a bad habit of mine. No, you're right on that <laughs> one. I watched the first season, two seasons, something like that. And apparently it's only gotten better since I stopped watching. And I really liked what I was, what I saw. Orville so. got decidedly better season one through all season one. Season two, I never finished it, but I liked what I 
saw, and season three is supposed to be really good. Um, I forget where it makes the jump from. Season Fox. three is when it jumps to Hulu. Okay, so the end of season two does some wild fucking shit, and it's super rad. And then I watched the first episode of season three, and that's where I fell off on it mm. recently. Mm. Because I mostly, one, didn't know that it came back, and then I just, like, was really baked and whoops. Orville season three, they, they brought it to Hulu? Let's do this! And then I promptly forgot it after watching the first episode. But I do remember them dealing with the fallout of season two in episode one of season three, and it is fucking cool. And now that I'm remembering this, I want to go back. But bringing us to back to Futurama, which still kind of works, because it went from Fox, Fox... <laughs> then Comedy Central, I guess, but then to Hulu. Yeah. Uh, followed uh, followed a lot of the same pattern there. I think it could really work. I mean, Futurama has been probably the most reliably good thing Gronig made. Mm-hmm. And Disenchanted was not bad. I just didn't... Yeah, it's fine. No, yeah. it's... I think there's a lot of good things there. It just didn't work for me personally. Uh, so and that's that's a fantasy for me in general. Like, it's sometimes really it's hard. It's a crapshoot, man. Like, it's either I love it or I hate it. It's really polarizing for me. The little elf dude I didn't like, and that's, I think, where I struggled. Like, when you don't like one of the three main characters, it just gets... little draining. Uh, well, and, like, even, you know, if we're going to keep on Gronig. The Simpsons is very rarely terrible. Like, if I ever put on a random episode from the modern day, I it it's not like it's bad TV. It's just not like I... I just usually pay more attention to my phone. Yeah. It'll give me a moment or two that I'll giggle through it. So, like... It's been a while since I've watched it, but, like, the complaints of, like, later era Simpsons being bad, it's wild to me. And that, like, I know that, like, up to season 10, at least, is really great it's not so much that i mean even that it got bad it's that after 30 years i don't care anymore right and mm -hmm. the format of the show i mean we did a whole fucking episode on this went from like real family life to holy shit the zany adventures but futurama is built a little better to handle zany adventures because it's not the modern american family that feels anachronistic as shit now it's Mm -hmm. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Like Dune? No, nothing like <laughs> Dune. We saw Sandworm in the Futurama trailer. Yeah, we also saw the what looked like the intestinal worms being back, which I'm not crazy about, but... That Dune? is like the perfect episode. Yes, Dune. Dune? I keep being blown away the amount that they're letting uh, Chani have personality. I'm almost blown away by how much they're showing, but I I tried the other day to put myself in the pers- like the viewpoint of somebody who doesn't know the story, and it probably makes no sense. Steven, does this trailer make much sense to you? I mean... Because they give away some huge moments. What, you mean, like, young pup? Yeah. Um, and just, like, like, you know what? We have a good idea of what those explosions are at the end. Uh-huh. We see part of the fade. Yeah, and we definitely fight. see the waters of life, but mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean shit. That's what I'm saying is like <laughs> we know what it means. Yeah, none of this, none of the, this was all lost on me. I did understand like the basic concepts of like this family's been warring for centuries and is here helping. The you've not this. seen the first one either. No, yet, I haven't so seen this is... any of them. I what I know is what I've what you've talked about on the podcast and <laughs> what I'm sorry, what you have talked about with me specifically. It's like Game of Thrones, but good. 
God, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. You're right that it shows a lot, but it also doesn't show us dick because it shows us brief, important moments. But I mean, literally like three or four seconds Mm -hmm. of those brief, important moments. And if they're trying to get to the end of the book, end of book one, from where they ended movie movie one, they have so much shit. To fit in there. Mm-hmm. That I am going to be fascinated to see, like... Because movie one was great, and it was long. And it covered the first third of a bo- of the book, maybe? Maybe just a touch over a third, but not quite a half. See, I was going to go, like, less than that. Like, the first quarter, maybe. Like, it's... Because it ends with him being accepted into Stilgar's tribe. Mm-hmm. Are they restructuring it at all for the movie? No idea. Like, within the first movie, like, compared to the book, like, do they, like, have stuff? It's surprisingly accurate. There's, Mm -hmm. they added some personality touches, because as we've mentioned before, Frank Herbert is great at a lot of things, but two people sitting and having a conversation that sounds like people is not one of them. Herbert's an ideas guy. So, like, you know... They they brought in Jason Momoa and let him just be Jason Momoa, and it was fucking sweet, but that is not much what Duncan Idaho is like in this. I fucking love the names. My fucking... That, okay, so, as someone who doesn't know Dune, my brief little um, uh, highlights of watching the trailer, fuck yes, I love uh, seeing Christopher Walken. <laughs> I am still unsold on Christopher Walken playing Emperor Shaddam IV. I am always here for him. He never disappoints in my book. <laughs> um, he's always great. I love him. I'm not uh, saying he's not. Uh, <laughs> the blue eyes are interesting, and I didn't notice them in any th- in like the previous movie. Uh, the blue eyes is going to be much more common in the second movie because the more spice you intake, the more your eyes turn blue. So most of the main characters in the first movie had had some spice, but weren't living on the planet, had just moved for there from somewhere else. So they didn't really have the full, there's spice in the fucking air on Arrakis. Cause it's just part of the sand. Oh, and so if you live there, you're pretty much tripping nuts, low <laughs> level, like microdosing every moment of your life, which is part of the reason why Paul who's got a whole bunch of... I don't even know how to, to describe the plan to make the Kwisakaterak. Basically, genetic breeding and manipulation through psychic forces. Microdosing at all times is a choice for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is I love... Well, I, th- I fucking love how ridiculous the goddamn names are. Paul is a fuck. What is, what is his full name? Paul, Paul, Paul Atreides. Paul Moadib Atreides by this point. Is Paul even... Is it spelled... Paul. P-A-U-L. It's just Paul. It's Paul. It's just Paul. Atreides. His father was Duke Leto Atreides. His mother is the Lady Jessica. Like, they have people names, and then everyone else is like... Stilgar, Chani, even fucking uh, Gurney Halleck. Well, and the Atreides is supposed to be kind of like a... Like, they trace their lineage back to, like, a Greek hero. Oh, and... So it's not like any E's ending. It's like a Hercules... Oh, interesting. 
Um, uh, and then what was the one you just said? Something Idaho. Uh, Duncan, Idaho. Duncan, Idaho is fucking great. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. I desperately want them to make uh, God Emperor of Dune, so we just have Jason Momoa as Duncan, Idaho, talking to a half-giant worm, half-man for, like, 400 pages again. Hell yeah. I mean, more the closer we get to two, it sounds like they're going to... Like Villeneuve's gonna do three and give us yes, Messiah. I know, but there's no way in fuck they're gonna go up to five and give us God no. Emperor because God Emperor is stupid. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books of all time. But it's it's an entire book of a God Emperor talking at his manservant. It's absolute fucking lunacy. We get to watch the strange half worm man fall in love, which what? is even weirder. What is what? And there's an entire army of fucking lesbians named the Fish Speakers. Now that's great. It is. There's a little bit of homophobia, but they make fun of the guy who's being homophobic. Uh, Fish Speakers is an interesting name that I need more it's context for. It's not really great explained. I, or if it is, don't really remember. Is it offensive explained? No. Okay, it's, good. It, that's all they need. They, do, they, it's, they give like a paragraph explanation and it's... It's more of a nickname based on something that had happened a couple hundred years before because there's also, like, a 3,000-year time skip between the books, too. Also, a woman has an orgasm watching a man climb a mountain. Like, it's a weird book. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) I mean... I think they got... However, I do want to say, I think that first movie got closer to halfway through the book than you're giving credit 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 for. It's been a long time since I've read Dune. That second half, if true, is just so goddamn... Act. I uh, I just scrubbed through the Kindle version, and at the fifty percent mark is where Book Two Mwadib starts. Okay. Okay. So he gets accepted in probably like ten pages before that. Fair enough. We are gonna have him kill someone, and I have to imagine the first twenty minutes of this. Oh yeah. Um, I do. Just one other thing. Um, I do love them giving. Chani the same battle choreography that we saw from Paul's vision in part one. Yeah, I'm getting the sense that she's going to take over that. I don't know if it's going to be a vision again that he's having or like if he changes parts of the path by having Chani do that part. I think that's the thing is it's him trying to change parts of what he's seeing and noticing that it's still Happening, Chani is going to be the biggest change, I think, because to give her personality, to give her Zendaya something to do, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Christopher Walken. I don't remember Paul being as fucking torn up by the path in the second half of the book. By Dune Messiah, he's very much like, want the fuck out of this, but like... But I... The second half of that first book is also mostly him tripping nuts. (laughs) Yeah. He's... Okay, so I had a friend. This story came up again recently in high school. I was hanging out with him, and he goes, So I tried weed for the first time. And I was like, yeah, what you think about this? And this is years before I ever smoked weed. And he goes, I gotta be real fucking careful. You're never gonna see me again. And I didn't see him for nine months straight. Like, straight up. One of my favorite human beings on this planet, but he became the person who 
borrowed something and then the next day moved to Hawaii and lived in a house built out of crates on the beach for a year? The oh. next day without oh. telling anyone? This took a way different turn than I was expecting. <laughs> oh, no, he's a fascinating human being. I love Daniel. But um, that's kind of Paul, but with murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It's pretty amazing. Oh, so God, I love good. Dune. Yeah, I'm going to rewatch Dune. I also love finish. all the ways that you can, like badly described Dune in like one or two sentences where it's like spoiled rich kid hates having to live where his dad's cush new job relocated does a bunch of jobs finds out he's space Jesus and that's a bad thing <laughs> in fairness he likes living there more than anyone else does yeah so that's the part I'd argue but yeah anyway all right I I'm think so th excited for it though yeah. yeah I think that's trailers though <laughs> Cool. Bye. 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 Hi, everybody. General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is around on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends. We always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, email us generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.